At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. Welcome into the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek, a podcast dedicated to everything you need to know about the squad. Hear from those who cover the NBA on a daily basis. Okay, I might have wax in my ear. I'm going to have to check. I'm just going to have to check my hearing again. Did Mark Davis just eject Jonas Valanciunas? The New Orleans Pelicans podcast starts right now. Welcome to the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. I am Joe Cardosi, and you know what? Rolling deep today, not just Mr. Jim Eichenhofer, but in the house, Mr. John DeShazer here to help people out because you know what? Everybody's running scared, and JD is here to offer some wisdom. How you doing, man? I'm doing very, very well. Um. Man, I feel I shouldn't. I feel physically really, really good, which good. the doctors said I would. Uh, but they said, you know, in a hundred days after you transplant, you feel like yourself. Uh, today is sixty days, and I gotta say, I, I, I let me knock wood. Yeah, I feel like corner. my I feel like myself. <laughs> so yeah. got some so, pep um, in your step. Yeah, man. man, I got a little bounce. So I, I feel good. I feel really good, and I hope I don't have any uh, any downturns. It's good to see you around the building, especially right now. Because uh, I, I just figured it would be a ghost town. Jim, uh, you've sort of felt the vibe. You're on Twitter more than me because you're a stronger person uh, than I am. Uh, I don't open <laughs> yeah, up the hate it, machine much. Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> it's also because I have 10 followers and most of them are bots. Uh, but, you know, just, just opening it up and it just sears my eyeballs. And, uh, man, I feel like today we sort of all need to have a, a little round table and see where we sit. I was telling JD before we started this podcast, Jim, this feels more depressing to me than the start of last season mm. because the start of last season you sort of expected it to be tough uh you didn't expect it to be that tough but you knew hard times were ahead but that the burn of the hope that we got the the confidence we had it feels a little faulty right now doesn't it i can see that i can see how you know i mean there's so many more people that bought in too so i think that may be part of why what you're seeing 
on Twitter and social media kind of resonates because there's just so many more people that jumped on board because of the way the team started the season where they're in first place. I'm, I want to flip it a little bit, though, and, and say that um, to me, I was more discouraged by the 1-12 last season because we hadn't seen this group of players or this team accomplish anything at that point. So it was kind of like, is it even there? Like, yeah. what are, are, we might be waiting for something that's never going to happen. Whereas to, to me, I'm a little bit less discouraged by the this eight-game losing streak than the 1-12 because we've seen what they can do this season. And it wasn't even that long ago. It's crazy to think that I think it was December 9th and 11th they were playing Phoenix on that weekend for, with first place at stake. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that long ago. It was, I don't know, six, seven weeks ago. By yeah, whatever Time math, is meaningless to me at this whatever point. Whatever math <laughs> I use. But um, I'm, not, I'm not as down, and um, maybe I'm just being uh, stubborn here, but – I don't, mean, I don't mean to make it sound like I'm smiling and happy and skipping through life right now either. With, with <laughs> you the should way be. Things You're have, Jim Eichenhofer. The way, <laughs> the way things have gone over the last couple of weeks. But I, I just feel like there's there's just more reason to believe that when things align, and hopefully they will align, that that the Pelicans can get back to playing that the way they they did earlier in the season. Well, you know, during the games, I, I have a number in my phone. It just says Sage Wisdom. It's actually John DeShazer's phone number. <laughs> and uh, every now and then, I, I got to hit the hotline and, and see where we're at. Uh, J.D., you saw the game last night. I mean, you, you knew it was going to be a tough one with the lineup. We had to trot out shorthanded on a back-to-back, but and that was just no fun. It never got fun. No, nah, I mean, but that that's what you call, to me, a schedule loss. I mean, you don't have yeah. Zion already, and, and if C.J. and, 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 and B.I. aren't going to play – then that's, what, 70 points that you're yeah. missing, and that's just a lot to overcome. So that's a schedule loss to me. But, you know, I, I'm with Jim a lot. I, I, I guess I'll call this the non-panic room because I'm really not that discouraged. I'm, you know, I'm a guy who, when I come and do this, I usually come and kind of freestyle, but right. I, actually, I actually wrote down some numbers and put them on a pad. Man. I will show them to you guys. All right. So, so he, he, and here are the numbers, 26 and 25. That's the record right now. Right. Eight straight, that's losses. Uh, eighth place in the Western Conference, which is one game out of fourth and two and a half out of third. And the the last number I wrote down is 19 and 32. And that was the Pelicans' record after 51 Mm. games last season. So there is demonstrated improvement from last season because you're seven games better. And as Jim mentioned, we've seen what this team can do when it hadn't even been complete. Yeah. You know, and we keep saying, you know, well, you know, when are these guys going to get healthy? Look, let's let's assume they are going to get healthy. These are not debilitating, season-ending injuries yeah. uh, to Zion Williamson, nor was it to Brandon Ingram, even though B.I. missed 29 straight. Yeah. But they'll be back. They'll be whole. And to me, if they can just hold out, even if it's 6-7 seed, if you can get to that after post-All-Star break and everybody's on the court. Yeah. And you can rebuild the cohesion because, we again, we've seen this team be dangerous. We've seen this team smack some people around. And we've seen this team to the point where they were good enough to where folks were upset with them about stuff that you shouldn't be upset with people about. You know, <laughs> right. are they pumping in crowd noise? <laughs> yeah, how noise dare machine. how dare Zion Williamson 360 dunk at the end of the game after Chris Paul tried to score a layup <laughs> right before him? You know, those kinds yes. of things. You know, you get back to those kinds of fun things because those are the kind of things that people say when a team is winning and having fun. And I think I think Willie Green said it a really 
a really profound thing when he said, you know, the team was lacking joy. It, it didn't look like they were having fun. Yeah. It looks like work, and that's the way it looks when you're not winning because you don't have that free flow and you don't have guys smiling because there ain't a whole lot to smile about because you're not winning. But if they can get that joy back and recapture that and recapture the fun, um, you know, we've just seen a team that just seems, you know, kind of stuck in the mud. The, the ball isn't moving the way it should yeah. uh, with the Christmas. And, and when you're doing that, and it's not, I wouldn't say selfish, but you've got to play more for your teammates because the ball movement is playing for your teammates and you get guys open shots, and you, but you got to get ball move, you got to get movement off the ball too. Yeah. And guys are stagnant right now. And so, again, that goes back to the joy factor, guys moving and having fun and trusting one another, not saying, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this nine-point play because we're down 11. No. Stick with the game plan. Stick with trusting your teammates and do what you're supposed to do and trust, as yeah. I'm not would, that the guy's going to make down the shots because nothing matters if you don't make the shots. Yes. And this so team, many potential assists yeah. that just weren't there because the shots weren't yeah. going down. Yeah. And, I mean, what do you, I want to ask both of you guys because you all probably both have some specific insight into this. I mean, what do you think is the cause of that? I, I mean, my theory is it just seems like they've been playing out of place and outside of their roles for so long they're starting to freestyle. It's t- it's tough, yeah. you know. I think people are sort of playing outside of themselves. See, and I, and I think Herb, as a rookie, Herb's biggest weapon was movement off the ball, slicing to the basket. Now he made some corner threes, yeah, but his biggest thing was his instincts. Yeah, uh, I see a teammate on the opposite side. I make the weak side cut. I get a layup out of it. Those cheap baskets he has not been getting because the movement hasn't been there, and. And I think I said on the, on the last podcast I was on, Brandon Ingram coming back was not going to be a magic elixir. You can't have a guy miss 29 straight games and jump back into the mix and suddenly just hit the ground running. It doesn't really happen that yeah, way. Well, I mean, he had about 20 points, but yeah. we were we and we felt like ingrates. It just it, they weren't timely points. Yeah, like the stat line yeah. and the, wasn't as and pretty. The, yeah, the efficiency is is, right. is the thing. The you know, he, you, yeah, yeah. If you, yeah, you get 20, but if you take 22 shots to get there, he needs to get his efficiency back, and that's going to take a minute. So you know, to think that he was just going to jump back in and everybody's going to fall back in in place is it, just difficult to do that. And then on top of that. You know, I know fans don't want to hear this. I, I, I just, I guess they just stuff their ears or something. You play in teams that have NBA players. They want to win too. So losing at home to Washington, well, Washington's got Bradley Beal and they got Kyle Kuzma. Yeah, who was out they, last time the Pelicans demolished yeah, him, by the way. And they Bradley had Beal. Daniel Gafford play probably maybe the game of his life. Mm-hmm. He looked fantastic. And so you catch a team – that on paper you should beat Orlando. Yeah. But you catch them and the you, you, they wad up the paper because they say, you know what, we got something going here. And if you can make a couple of shots and hang around, then that team starts getting belief. And look here, before you know it, again, that's an NBA team. They've got NBA players. And those guys, for the most part, have a lot of pride. The, the players ain't playing for the lottery. You know, they're playing. Yeah, they you didn't know, get that memo. Yeah. yeah, they don't care anything about Wimby. You know, they care about winning that game that night, and especially if you can get them into a groove. So, you know, I, I really wish I really wish the populace would take into account that, you know, you don't 
these things are they ain't played on paper. You got to go yeah. out there. You got to go out there and do the work. And nobody's mm-hmm. just going to stand around and let you kick them in the tail all night for the most part in the NBA. You might get a you know you catch a team from time to time. They just kind of uh, and they might let go of the rope yeah, and they're you know, a little beaten down. Yeah, you get them. But for the most part, you ain't going to catch a team that just says, you know what, I'm okay with them kicking me around. Yeah. No, these got these dudes got pride. Yeah, they play. Yeah. yeah, Joe. I mean, to what you said about guys maybe trying to do a little bit too much. I feel like. Sometimes when a team is winning and the ball is being shared, it kind of builds on itself, but it also can kind of go in the other direction where you start losing games and players say, I'm, I need to be the one that helps us win the game. I need to be the one that does more to make us win. And a lot of times, especially when it's players that are not, have never been in that role where they have to carry the offense or they have to be, say, the third option when they've been the fourth or the fifth option, Sometimes that just makes it worse, and I think the more you lose, the more guys come to the arena and say, "Okay, we're in a losing spiral right now, so I need to do more." And it's th- that's the last, the worst thing that you can do. I mean, I feel like with the group of players that are available on the court, especially the game against Milwaukee, I mean, you, it needs to be a collective effort as much mm-hmm. as possible. It needs to be moving the ball, sharing the ball, like JD said. Um, there's got to be a better flow on offense. I thought in the third quarter that was really the only time in the game against the Bucks, where the offense looked like yeah, it unfortunately was, they kept patience. Right. They also <laughs> scored 44 points in that third quarter. Yeah. So, um, but you can't, it, it just get, it just compounds itself when you try to do more. I mean, that's, I don't think that they don't have anyone. When, when you take Zion CJ BI out of the lineup, there's no one on the roster that's been in a position where you say you need to go yeah, and score take over 30 points. Amen. We need 30 points from you tonight. So, Amen. yeah, I mean, I, I feel like just individually and I don't, want to call out individual specific people, but you just see times throughout the game where a guy might take a shot. That's a little bit ambitious for what they've done over the course of their career. You're just asking more of them than what they've done. And for part of the season, they were able to overcome that. But I feel like the crucial tipping point may have been, I think when you have one of the top three scorers out, you can get by and you have enough offense, but if you take two of them out, it's like, there's just not enough. And it's been so rare over even over the years that we've seen that the offense has been the problem here. It's usually been you can't get enough stops on the defensive end, but your your scoring is fine almost regardless of who's been on the floor. So that's been kind of jarring to me over the last couple of weeks to see just the, especially in 2023 to see the difficulty to get to 100 points. Yeah. I mean, it's it, that's never been more damaging. I think with the way the scoring has gone so far up, that if you're having a hard time getting to 100 or 105, your chances of winning are not good. Yeah, and and I'm feeling good today though. It is it is Monday. It's a new week. We got a, a day off after a couple games in a row. Uh, JD's here. I want to talk about something good. Kyra looked good, huh? Uh, I mean, Willie Green himself said in the pre- in the post game presser, it "Looks like they're gonna have to look over that film and, and find him some minutes." Talk about a spark! I mean, talk about energy when we needed it the most. I mean, his ability to slash the basket, his speed doesn't look like he's hindered at all by that old injury. Look, man, all the Twitter uh, GMs and assistant coaches are, are overjoyed <laughs> with with Kyra yep. being on there. I'm like Jim; I look at a lot of Twitter and. God, it's so hard to not respond. I tell you, man. <laughs> I know. It, it's you know, it's, I, sometimes I'm like, you know what? This is my fight. Let me stay out of this. Yep, yeah. But he did. He looked fantastic. Um, it's one of those situations where he really looked good. Now, situationally, it's a it's an imbalanced game. 
you know, they might not be defending the same, but look, it's great for his confidence. Mm-hmm. It's great for us to get that eyeball look because it's something that does translate. Speed translates. Yeah. You know, he's he going to be fast against everybody. Now, if he can make threes like that and if he can get to the rim like that, he can be a huge asset, and especially right now because this team does seem to be stuck in the mud a little bit, yeah. and they could use that jolt. Yeah. And if he can get you some easy baskets, because that's what this team needs. They need something easy. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, nothing's been easy. It's like a, a, it's just like a fight for everything. They need as much easy stuff as they can get, and maybe Kyrie can help them get some of that. Yeah, run them up and down the floor when they're tired. You know, you can have him coming off the bench along with mm-hmm. Jose and, and just, you know, rotate them out with energy. Yeah, and if I can give Coach Twitter a little bit of credit, <laughs> uh, I think I also think in addition to what J.D. said, I mean, the, the three-point shooting has been so poor that – getting into the teeth of the defense and getting some penetration, I think, is gonna only going to help. I mean, I think even when the Pelicans have had decent looks, they haven't shot threes well lately. But maybe mm-hmm. if you can get some more of those driving kicks that Kyra can create. But, but yeah, I, I think just from a pace standpoint and a flow standpoint, the offense has been below par the last couple of weeks. So maybe Kyra, if he gets – more minutes can be kind of that injection that they need. This all-star break couldn't come at a better time right now. Uh, I'm just hoping for some health, some cohesion, and then once players are able to play the roles they're supposed to play, and Big Brother's back with Zion and B.I. as B.I. that we we know and love, uh, you know, I I think people will remember why we were dangerous and why we were feeling good before, man. Yeah, guys get into the slots and they get the open looks that they're accustomed to seeing. You see people... Not necessarily criticizing Trey Murphy, but warning more from him. But Trey Murphy's a—he's been a fourth option, you know, a fifth option maybe. And so now to, to suddenly, well, there's a reason he was getting those twenty points. He was getting wide open looks because of the guys on yeah. the floor with him. Mm-hmm. You take those guys off the floor with him, and now he's got to create on his own, and it's not the same. Yeah. So you can put him back into the comfort spot that he's in, where he can, you know, he can get a few more catch and shoots, hopefully. And, and and hopefully, you know, some other things off the ball that doesn't stress him as much and force him to create on his own. Yeah. And so hopefully all those guys can kind of get back into a slot. I really hope that Herb can get back into a slot because Herb can affect the game on the defensive end. Sure. We know that. But it's difficult for him, I think, to be the movement guy off ball when Zion's on the court because – a lot of what he's doing is slashing to the basket. And, look, that's kind of Zion's domain. I mean, that's that's where he works. That's where mm-hmm. he operates. And so it doesn't – you know, Herb is kind of camped out in the corner. And, look, for better or worse, he's just going to have to – he's just going to have to make those shots if he's not going <laughs> right. to be able to do that off-ball cutting as he's, as he's accustomed to doing. That that makes him more effective for me. And, and, and let, let me finish one more thing. You see people talking about trading Herb. Last year, we were, like, putting him in a chair, parading him around the room. Yeah. And now people are talking about, you know, well, we can package him up for, with this and that. And and, and it's like, huh? <laughs> yeah, they turned I, real quick. I mean, and, and plus, you know, you think about it, how many how many guys in the NBA that you can think of legitimately who defend? Right. How many? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many? Well, he's one of them. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> there ain't a whole lot of them. Now, you—I mean, you might run out of you might you might run out of fingers, but you not, might not run out of fingers and toes when you're talking <laughs> about guys in the NBA who defend. Yeah. He's one of them. You keep guys like that, 
you you hold on to guys like that because you need people like that on your team. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people are like, well, well, you know, you got Dyson now. It's yeah. like, well, imagine Herb and Dyson. Yeah. It, it's just, yeah, there's a there's a fine <laughs> line between being ambitious and being an ingrate. A lot of people are sort of blurring it right now. <laughs> uh, so we'll see how it is going forward. JD, thank you so much for popping in, man. Always makes my Monday brighter. I think we needed this round table. I'm feeling Definitely. better. I, I feel good. I mean, I know it's a tough Next two games on the road trip, I don't care. Yep. I think this team has got the got the wherewithal. Whatever happens on the last two games of this road trip, I think it has the wherewithal to put it back together again. We've seen it yep. happen, so I think they can do it again. Oh, man. Every now and then, you need someone to come in, swoop in, and save the day when you're feeling at your lowest. And the Caped Crusader himself... Mr. John DeShazer came on down. He was like, hey, man, I feel like uh, recording some stuff. So glad to have him today because, uh, Jim, I thought it was going to be a lonesome one. And uh, just seeing you here, seeing John here, I I don't feel so alone in this world anymore. Well, Joe, you know, initially I was going to be off today, but I could not abandon you under these circumstances. Appreciate that. It's an eight-game losing streak, and I needed to be here. I could have easily just been like, hey, it stinks to be you. And left you on your <laughs> yes, own, but yes, but yeah, no, it's 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 tough right now. And I mean, to me, the eight game losing streak has been very humbling. And I don't mean that in the way that celebrities say this is humbling when everyone's praising them for how awesome they are, and they yeah. just did some amazing accomplishment. That's like has everyone just you know telling them they're the greatest thing ever, and then they come up to the podium and say this is humbling. Yes, I don't mean it that way. I yeah. mean it humbling as in. We were really riding high when the Pelicans were in first place and they were 11 games over 500 at one point. And now they're just one game over 500. So it's definitely brought perspective to things for the season and just made made me realize it's not like I hadn't been mentioning this as we've gone along, but it's just it's not going to be easy. It's it's not going to be the kind of thing where. You know, you just skate along and you win 50-something games and you get to coast into the end of the regular yeah, season. Yeah, I wanted to be spoiled. I, I did too. I mean, that was what I was hoping for, that we would get a March and April where we didn't have to, you know, check the scores every single night and make sure things are going, breaking the right way and having to sweat out the last couple weeks of the season. But Foolhardy. I mean, if the Pelicans can get back to playing even close to where they were earlier in the season, maybe we can get back to the point where we're, a little bit more comfortable, yeah. but right now it just it definitely does not look like that. There's, I don't know, I've lost track. There's like eight teams within a half game of each other yeah, in the standings. It's up. So that's where we are. It's it's been humbling, and I mean that in the classic definition of humbling. Yes, you know, J- Jim I can offer often uses the word humble uh, because he is humble. The fact that he even uh, comes here and and uh, just isn't in his lavish estate right now. By the way, Jim, you know, when I look at this uh, this picture behind me, if you follow the Pelicans podcast uh, Twitter, at uh, Podcast Pelicans, you'll see I, I drew a picture of a Pelican who's very swole back when we were sitting number two in the West. I think i got to take some of the muscles away now yeah. that we sit eighth. Maybe, maybe, maybe give them like a, a yokic body, mm. hashtag team whack body. Yeah, maybe the eight-pack might need to go down to like a, yeah. like a two-pack maybe. Or maybe give like them a that. little gut. You know, but yeah, you still have yeah, some upper upper body muscles, like a dad who used to work out. But, right. You know, those days are gone. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, but I I still feel like the Pelicans can hit the gym and get back there. You look at the schedule; doesn't look fun. Uh, you know, we're on the road, uh, going to be facing the Dallas Mavericks and those Denver Nuggets. But then 
back home against the Lakers. And that's going to be a fun one. And then you're going to be facing the Kings uh, as well. And that's going to be a knife fight for playoff seeding. So plenty of reason to get excited. I still think we can take those games against the Lakers. Not afraid of them. Still ain't afraid of the Kings. Uh, and Zion is getting closer to being reevaluated. Only a matter of time before B.I. knocks off that rust. <sighs> Still going to shake my pom-poms, Jim. Yeah, you know, you mentioned the Kings, and that reminds me, you know, there's we've spent a lot of time, and the fan base has also the last couple days talking about, you know, how far can the Pelicans drop, and I understand that. I mean, I've been the same way looking at things like, oh, boy, they, they lose Sunday, they drop all the way down to eighth. Um, I thought it could have been ninth. But on the other hand, I mean, with Sacramento, Pelicans are still like two and a half games behind the Kings. So if you can turn it around and you can get a hot streak going, maybe that won't happen until after the All-Star break. I mean, they're also as close as they are to dropping. I mean, they're still not that far away from moving up as well. That, that's the good thing about being bunched up is as precarious as the situation is, uh, we are still bunched up, and that's still a good thing if you're looking to move up in the rankings. Uh, hoping to just put some wins together later in the season. You look at the schedule, February looks like you can get some wins there. That, that looks like a juicy little slate there, especially if Zion comes back and B.I. is looking like B.I. Uh, you look at the schedule ahead, it really does feel like the worst is over. Fingers crossed, we are correct. We are the Pelicans Podcast, presented by SeatGeek. Oh, Mr. Jim Eichenhofer, Mr. John DeShazer, saving me today when I was supposed to be all by myself. I don't know if I could have endured it. We will talk to you once again on Wednesday. And until then, I do have my voice back, so... Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. Join us three times per week on Pelicans.com, the Pelicans mobile app, or you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today.